welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our friend Grant. Hi, Grant. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you for joining us. And this is another episode in our 13 Days of Halloween. For the 13 days leading up to Halloween, we discuss a film in the horror thriller genre. And today's movie is called Wreck. That's R-E-C. And Grant is going to tell us about it. Thanks, Ashley. Uh, yeah, so Rec, R-E-C, is a 2007 Spanish horror movie, and it's a, it's a found footage, footage movie. Uh, sort of came at the, towards the beginning of the spate of those type of films. It's about a Spanish uh, reporter and her cameraman who are following a group of firefighters on a night shift. Um, and they get called to an apartment block, ostensibly because of some neighbours have heard some screams and there's some injured woman there. Uh, and when they arrive at the apartment block, uh, things are a bit sort of crazy. Um, and all the residents of the apartment block are kind of holed up waiting in the foyer. And then as the night progresses, some kind of virus rips through the apartment block and the apartment block is then put under quarantine by the authorities. And what the film is about, really, is this reporter and her documentation of the event, and then the people in the building trying to escape the infected people who are inside. Um, so I, I think I'll leave it there. Yeah, so Grant, this was another recommendation of yours, and I, I thought this was great. Um, it's a breezy 78 minutes, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it terrified me. I mean, I, I haven't said that about a movie in a while, but it, this terrified me, uh, for more than just one reason. I mean, it's the bigger reason is the way it's done. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just well, well made, but, um, also the setup. I mean, you kind of talk about it, Grant. I mean, there's a, a kind of a virus that's gotten loose inside this apartment building and these people are sealed in. And on the one hand, you can almost kind of maybe see that happening in real life. Like, even if it's not a specific, it's like, oh, you're in an apartment building where there's a virus. You could be somewhere. And for whatever reason, you, you basically go into a situation in which you weren't expecting to be in. And then you are, you know, isolated. And I mean, so I, I could, that's a situation that could see potentially happening to me in real life at some point. Hopefully not. But so there's that. And then, yeah, the, this, this movie just continues to ratchet up the tension and the terror the further along it goes. And there's a lot going on here. So, you know, this is a, uh, uh, the story of a Spanish newscaster played by uh, Manuela Veslasco. Uh, but her and her cameraman, cameraman played by Pablo, who is Pablo Rosso plays Pablo. And he's actually the cinematographer for this movie. Um, Pablo, by the way, is the MVP of this film. <laughs> Pablo has got a steady hand on that camera longer than I ever would have. But, um, yeah, it, it's the, the 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 performances of the actors, both the actors who are just playing regular people, and then the actors who are playing like the infected folks running around. I mean, there's this woman, <laughs> and and there's many different people who get infected, but this is one woman. She's just so terrifying. Just the way the screams that she lets out <laughs> when she's about to kill people and killing people, and it's just so terrifying. And then yeah, I mean the camera shots the. Um, it's just, it's just terrifying. I'll give a caveat to this. And it's a, 
it's a thing I thought of when I going into this is I'm actually not a huge fan fan of, of found footage films. Um, I'm just not. And this one though won me over. But I will say, I mean, if you if if shaky camera work in a lot of this crap going on that you don't you know it's hard for you to follow sometimes. If that's not your bag, I don't know if you'll like this movie. But if you're ready, to, if you're willing to roll with it, I think you will like it. Yeah, I found this movie to be truly terrifying as well. And also, I'm not a big, typically a big fan of the found footage genre, but um, this one really worked. And I think one reason it works is that it is so breezy and it never drags. An experience I've had with other found footage films that there's, you know, always kind of prolonged periods where kind of nothing is happening. Um, and that kind of, um, you know, takes away from the interest of the film, but this is all from the, from the beginning. It's, it's fast paced and it's also very believable. The performances, like you said, are all very convincing and that makes it very believable. But also I like the setup that this is a reporter and the cameraman. And so it makes sense that they're trying to get as much footage as they can and keep the camera rolling and, and make this happen. Um, you know, in some found footage movies, it's like, you know, this would have been stopped long, long ago. Mm-hmm. But here it makes total sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. And um, I liked that there's kind of we're we're in the same situation that they are where we don't understand what's going on at first. And we're slowly piecing together this mystery. Um, I thought that was, you know, really intriguing. And it, it, it does hit home. I mean, I we've never been quarantine to this degree but certainly in the last three years we've all experienced some level of you know having to be isolated and so Mm -hmm. it does it does feel very plausible so yeah so grant what do you think of this movie uh thanks guys uh i agree with you um i i'll be honest this is the scariest film i've ever seen um (laughs) that when i watched this film i was dripping with sweat Mm. i saw this in the in the cinema and I think the sound design, the shaky cam, it, I mean, there's the, you haven't mentioned it, there's a, there's a scene, I'm going to spoil it, so if, if, if people don't want to spoil it, then they'll have to press mute for a second, but um, a body drops down from the, through, the, through the sort of apartment building and lands in the foyer. And when that happened, I nearly jumped out, I nearly <laughs> jumped into the next screening. Um, I was, I, and it's, it's not just the jump scares, which are done so brilliantly. It's that there's a hamster wheel here of just tension that just ratches it up and up and up. And there's no let off. And you kind of think, I've got to get out. You know, I've got to get out of the cinema. In the same way these guys have got to get out of this building. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I think the cast, I mean, a lot, a lot of the cast weren't professional actors. Um, this was a very low-budget film. You both commented that you're not fans of found footage generally, uh, and neither am I. I think that one of the most powerful things about horror cinema is when you don't know whether something that's happening on screen is real or whether it's in the the mind of the characters, right? That's such a powerful thing in horror cinema, and found footage can't do that because it's got to be literal. It can only capture what's actually on a camera, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to have a really good explanation of why the camera is still rolling. And as you both said here, it, it, it works because they're trying to document what's happening. And there's lots of parts of the film where the residents of the apartment block are urging them to continue to film. 
because they think the authorities are treating them badly right through the quarantine. Mm -hmm. And so it seems really believable. And as the film goes on, obviously the plausibility of things is stretched and we can maybe come on to the ending, which is a bit of a curveball. Um, but for most of the movie, you find this entirely believable. And, and that's what makes it so frightening. And as Matt said, there's a couple of sort of uh, people who play the infected that are genuinely <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know, um, one thing this movie, I respect this movie because... I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for anybody. I'll speak for myself. I am pretty much spent on the whole zombie genre for right now. I'm not saying forever, but I feel like in the last couple of decade and a half, at least or whatever, with, with the main culprit being the walking dead, but a whole bunch of other things, I feel like the whole zombie genre has been done to death. Like I, I, um, I get it. And, 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 and I feel like we've looked through every permutation, um, of those zombieisms. <laughs> um, and so they don't do anything for me now. Um, I'm just not, in fact, I, yeah, I, I want to actively avoid anything zombie movies. But I was, I was watching this as I was watching Wreck. I was like, this is kind of a zombie movie. I mean, this is, is, is sort of like that. And yet I found it fresh and I found it terrifying and well done. So I was like, huh. Well, you know, there's a way to do this that's not just the same old retreads of, you know, stuff we've seen before. Um, so yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about too is the, the, the casting and the, the performances and the characters in this are, I think are quite good. So I mentioned earlier the reporter we see on camera a lot, Manuela Velasco. Um, she plays Angela. She's actually a real reporter in Spain. Um, so. That, that's, you know, she's, this is her real gig. Um, obviously not for this film, but, <laughs> but, uh, there's also, I mean, there are very clearly drawn characters, even though this movie's not even an hour and a half long. I mean, there's the, they keep calling him the agent, but there's a, a guy there who's supposed to kind of like take charge and keep everybody in line. I mean, he's, you know, he's, there's not a lot of depth to him, but there's, he's clearly defined who he is. There's the, the fireman. There's, um, there's a, a like an Asian couple. There's a, a mom with a sick daughter. Uh, uh, these are all clearly defined people. There's a an older gentleman who uh, is a bit kind of a debonair older gentleman um, who's I don't know. He's he's kind of got a little bit of a character to him, you know. Mm -hmm. And and obviously then there's uh, um, the the TV reporter. And I mentioned Pablo earlier. Pablo the cameraman who we we never see, but we hear every now and then. And I developed this like affinity for Pablo as the movie went on because I'm like, Pablo is keeping it together. Like, I mean, I was thinking to myself after a point in this movie, I'm like, I don't care if I was a cameraman or not. I don't care if people were telling me to like <laughs> film it. I would have dropped that thing and ran. And, and yeah, so I, you know, I love these characters. Yeah. It's pretty impressive how just over the short run time, it's able to define all these distinct characters. Um, I, I had mentioned earlier, one of the things I really liked about the movie is the fact that we're kind of piecing together along with our characters what's happening in the film. Um, I felt like they went a little too too much. At, at the very end, they went a little too far in explaining things. And I was just curious what you guys thought. Because once they, you know, really I'm talking about like the last five minutes, ten, five minutes, uh, where they find a lot of information mm -hmm. and I, I felt like it was a little much. I would have preferred a little ambiguity. I will say, yeah. And I don't want to spoil it because I think this movie is best viewed 
we don't know anything. But I, I will say, I was not a fan of their explanation for for things on this. But yeah, well, Grant, what are your thoughts? I think that the the ending to me is the weakest part of the film, um, and I think if they found a way to not really explain what happened, it would have been a much more frightening movie. Um, I mean, the ending is frightening in the way it's done, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, they, they get to the top of the, the, the building and the way that that's shot and then it all goes dark, they put the night vision on <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, again, you jump out of your seat because you're <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I agree with, with you. I, I do think that's probably the weakest aspect of the film and, and that's picked up a lot in the sequel, Rec 2. Okay. All right. Well, what would you give this out of 10, Grant? Uh, I'm going to give Wreck uh, 9.5 out of 10. And I'm giving it that because I do think it is the scariest film I've ever seen. Right. Uh, I give it a 9, Ashley. Um, I give it an 8. Okay. All right. So our score is an 8.8. That is Wreck from 2007, uh, part of our 13 Days of Halloween. Grant, thank you for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.